Wraparound with Grace, Alessia, and Marjorie. Well, good day, everybody. I mean, I don't really want to say good morning or good evening, good night. I don't know what time you guys listen to this podcast, so good day. I'm Marjorie, and I'm here with my two wonderful co-hosts, Grace and Alessia. How are you guys? Doing good. How about you? Living life. You know, school starts again, already second day in, already pretty exhausted. We're going to start off with our first segment, which is Newsroom. I always come up with different names, so this week it's Newsroom. (laughs) And we're just going to do a little bit of recap of the games played, and we're not going to go through every single day because there's just a ridiculous amount of games being played. Yesterday there was like, what, 10? Yeah, it would literally take us forever. It would take us forever to go through every single day. So, I mean, the past few days, it has been really interesting, you know, really fun rivalries that have been played, you know, ones that you only get to see once in a while, but you get to see them pretty often now. And so the usual suspects have been playing well so far. So you have Tampa Bay, you have Washington, Vegas is in there too, but some teams not so much. Do teams have a lot more to lose since it's a shortened season. So these teams are not performing so well right now, but they've only played like three or four games. Still, is it very telling because the season is only 56 games? I think like as a person watching, I have a heightened anxiety about it. And like anxiety is the wrong word to use. (laughs) (laughs) My team's doing bad right now. And there's only 56 games. They didn't have a preseason. They didn't have any exhibition games. So they kind of have to get it in gear a lot faster. It makes me worried whether some teams are going to be able to do that or not. Yeah, like just to like kind of feed off what Grace said, every game is going to count even more. Now, I feel like teams, you know, there's kind of like that period before playoffs where you kind of have to get it in gear and you know you have to. I think with 56 games being played in only 56 games it's like you need to put yourself in playoff mode much quicker than last season much quicker than any season so I think each game as much as it counts I guess for two points it feels much more than just two points because it's just 56 games yeah 100% like really well put especially 56 games that would probably be what let's say halfway into the season a little over halfway into the season if there was the whole schedule So they would be in the last probably couple of months, if we were in a real season, they'd be probably in the last couple of months before the playoffs. So they should just treat it kind of the same way. But yeah, we just need to see what these teams come up with, if they can continue, I don't know, playing as they usually play in past seasons when it's a full season, or if this shortened season is going to kind of get to them and, you know, ruin their chances at getting that beloved Stanley Cup. Speaking of a team who hasn't played at all yet the Dallas Stars nice are segue. <laughs> the Dallas Stars are finally set to start the season on January um, 22nd so last week we had mentioned that the 17 members of the Stars tested positive for COVID and were forced to shut down their training camp literally everything all their operations apparently most of them were asymptomatic and they were recovering well at the end of the day they got infected and that was a big blow to literally the whole team they're very behind it'll be interesting to see how their schedule is newly laid out in order for them to catch up and not be so behind if let's say they make it to the playoffs at first the nhl didn't reveal which players test positive during training camp but now that the regular season is back in play they're apparently going to reveal all the names of the players who will miss time due to COVID-19 protocols. My question is, is revealing the names a good move by the league or should this remain 
confidential. I think it's good to release them because it stops speculation. And I mean, if a bunch of players on one team are all of a sudden out, fans are going to speculate. Media is going to speculate. So I think it's better to just kind of get it out and over with and let people know what's going on. And also with COVID-19, you have to be like 100% transparent, I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll lead to less criticism in the end and less speculation. I think before the league began revealing names, some people were kind of able to, you know, read between the lines because in terms of how the teams were kind of putting out their statements, they were saying, you know, this specific player is unfit to play. Well, reporters have seen them at practice. They seem completely fine. No injuries. Like they've sustained no injuries. So kind of when the teams in the league would put out their statement, you could kind of read between the lines So, you know, if the player isn't injured and they're just saying they're unfit to play, well, we kind of know that they have COVID. So like Grace said, I think it's it's good that they reveal the names. Obviously, there's kind of like that side of me that's like, you know, if the player wants to keep it confidential, then maybe that's an option that they should have. But at the same time, if you're thinking of a situation like the Dallas Stars where 17 players test positive, you know, there's only so many players that don't have COVID just to reveal it. I also think it's nothing to be ashamed of. So I think it's good for players to kind of set that standard of not being ashamed of having it. When I was reading it, it said COVID-19 protocols. So I'm I'm confused as to if it's only players who might be exposed and they don't actually know if they have the virus or not, or if it's players who already tested positive. That's the only like kind of... um, Yeah, that's why I was kind of confused as well when I read it. I don't know. I can't remember where I was reading this. I think I was reading it on ESPN because apparently they're my new favorite website for information. <laughs> ESPN like four times in the past two weeks. Uh, but yes, ESPN. They have some good stuff. Either way. We're not saying they don't. We're just laughing at you. <laughs> Either way, I don't know. I don't know what COVID-19 protocols means. It really didn't elaborate. So I, I'm assuming it could be both that maybe they were exposed and they just want to keep them quarantined until they find out or maybe with someone who tested positive regardless at the end of the day I think it is a good move to kind of reveal the names also I feel like it also gives the teammates a peace of mind to kind of see what's going on and people who played against them and you know if they want to take certain precautions it just lets everybody be a little bit safer and like you guys were saying about players being you know injured or gone for undisclosed illnesses we're gonna talk (laughs) about um something taves and kirby okay i don't know how to pronounce his last name is it doc or doc i'm gonna take the liberty and say you have to have that on the end you know it has to be because <laughs> like i would want to know what what his um his background is because it's a very unique last name yeah but, but they're yeah, on everybody's he's... favorite team the blackhawks so yeah <laughs> yeah everybody's favorite team <laughs> mr captain Jonathan Taves and centerman Kirby Doc, who I'm pretty sure is in his second year in the league, are now on the long-term IR, meaning both must leave, must miss at least 10 games in 24 days, which I never knew. I never knew that was like a mandatory thing. Yeah, I read that yesterday and I was like, Marjorie, where'd you get this from? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I think ESPN. ESPN counter five. <laughs> five times in two episodes. Okay, so I'm going to trust my sources. I think ESPN is a reliable source. Either way, when I read that, I was like, that's, I never knew that. I never heard that in my life, but I was like, okay, if they have to miss 10 games, then they have to miss 10 games. But um, this also means that the Blackhawks gain some flexibility to go over the salary cap if needed. 
And so Taze announced before the season started that he would be out indefinitely due to a undisclosed illness, which obviously we don't know because it's undisclosed. And meanwhile, Doc <laughs> sustained a fractured wrist during the World Juniors. And I'm pretty sure that happened before the tournament the tournament started. I think it was yeah. the it was an their, exhibition game yeah. against Russia. Yes. And so, and then also defenseman Brent Seabrook also remains on the IRR for the Blackhawks after having surgery for his hips and shoulder, or hip, but hip and shoulder during the offseason. I mean, pretty significant losses if you see how much of an impact I think Kirby Doc would have had in the World Juniors if he had uh, been healthy to play, and especially since he's so young. Obviously, losing a captain is always going to hurt your team a little bit, and even losing a defenseman is also also a big significant loss, especially Seabrook. So how do these losses impact the Blackhawks this season, and how significant of a loss is it for them? So can they make it up with someone else, or do you think it will have a pretty severe impact on the team? Well, I would say in terms of Taves, you know, there's it's kind of hard to replace a captain, especially in the locker room. Um, you know, last season, 70 games played, he had 18 goals, 42 assists, 60 points. You know, that's a significant impact that he's having on the team. Doc as well, you know, he's a rookie. So last season, his rookie season, 64 games played, eight goals, 15 assists, 23 points. That's not like an amazing number, but you know, for a rookie who's, you're seeing his development and he's kind of looking towards being such an impactful player for the Hawks, you know, it's a big loss. The only player that I'm kind of like, I don't think it's a huge loss for the Hawks is Brent Seabrook because he is, I believe last season and coming into the season, he was speculated to be on the third pairing and his numbers like you know three goals one assist four points in 32 games played that's Mm -hmm. not amazing so I feel like in terms of defense a guy like Duncan Keith will have to step up and he has he's shown he can do that in the past so it's more on Taves and Doc that I think is a huge loss for the Hawks and you know it's only the beginning of the season and this team has already dealt with so much adversity so you got to feel for them. I most definitely agree with Alessia like about all of that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the fact that Taves and Doc are both big losses on the ice, where Seabrook is less of one. But I think all players are big names in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, even Seabrook for Blackhawk fans is pretty serious. Yeah. So I think that mm-hmm. all three yeah. contribute to a big loss in, like, team morale rather than on-ice performance. That being said, it's good that he's getting fixed up now. Because mm-hmm. now that the Blackhawks have players like Doc coming up, kind of out of their prospect pool and coming to the team, they're going to need those big senior roles next year. So having guys who have played on the team for a few years, like Taves and like Seabrook healthy for next season when it's a full season, is going to be really important. Things happen, life happens. They kind of just have to learn how to work with it. And hopefully, maybe this will get them going a little bit, pick up the pieces and, you know, start actually playing like they used to. That's all the seriousness for today. That's newsroom for you. I hope you enjoyed. Now... We're moving on to, okay, so this is kind of like, I think, a little mesh of everything. I let the girls choose who they wanted to pick, what they wanted to pick, if there was a play they wanted to pick. So it's kind of players, teams play so far. This is now up to you guys. But first, we're going to start with Grace. What is your pick? Who is your pick? What play is your pick? Nick Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Alessia's yeah. oh, like, stole mine. Alessia, yeah. stole mine. Oh. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you elaborate on that. Mostly because I feel like I owe him an apology because he played the Leafs the other night. I was like, I should have paid more attention to this kid in junior. Because I did, but whenever he played the Hounds, I was like, please get off the ice. Like, please I mean, go over there. See what happens with good so players. we have a chance. Um, <laughs> exactly. 
And then the next one for plays, everything Connor McDavid's done so far. But especially that one goal where he went ripping up the ice and just had that shot from, I think it was the right side. I think everyone knows he's just ridiculously fast. That one was insane. Quick and dirty. We got him done. Go Alessia. Alessia, your turn. Yeah, so for, I guess I have, I don't really have a play other than I was going to speak about uh, Connor McDavid and how he's been amazing so far. Well, you guys are twins today. Um, also had Nick Suzuki down. I feel like he's such a smart player with the puck. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Every game so far, he's pulled out a new move and everybody's just been so amazed. But because Grace picked Nick Suzuki, I guess I'll go with another player. Um, I'll go with Josh Anderson. You know, when Montreal acquired him this summer, I knew he'd be fast. I knew he'd kind of be a power forward Montreal's been looking for. But this guy is so quick. I was so blown away. I've been waiting for a player that isn't afraid to take the puck themselves down the ice with speed and cut to the net for a really long time. I've been really happy with him. Been really happy with Nick Suzuki. Connor McDavid, you know, after losing to the Canucks, the Oilers came back and wanted their next game against them. You know, he's been Edmonton's best player so far. and He's been doing good. He didn't score against the Canadians. So if I'm the Leafs, I'd kind of be scared because both Dreisaitl and McDavid have not scored. Oh, don't worry. We're all so, terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I if I was the Leafs and it was like the reverse, so in terms of like let's just say the Edmonton Oilers were playing the Canadians, I'd be scared because McDavid and Drysdale did not. <laughs> they don't seem happy after those two games. Well, yeah, we all know that those two are kind of the face of that franchise. And who are we kidding? McDavid has kind of been their best player for the past couple of seasons. Like, how could he? How could you not say that he's kind of been one of the best? Aside from Drysdale, who's also been arguably right next to him in that kind of race but I mean Connor McDavid can do so many insane things and just his speed is ridiculous like I can't I can't even stand up in skates like how to like think about <laughs> run, to think about like striding that fast with people on your back and then scoring a goal that's what makes him so amazing and what makes him such a great player and that's why he's so valuable to this team because You know, the game has gotten so fast, and so he's obviously kept up with that. Great choices. So since Alessi and I were basically the same, Marjorie, what's your pick? Give us a pick. I'm I'm throwing it to you. I'm not used to this. I know. I don't know. You guys, uh, that's a good question. I'm not usually the one who gets asked the question. So, I mean, since I watch the Leafs, since I mainly watch the Leafs, I'm not going to, you know, lie here. I would say probably John Tavares just because he's been playing so well for the Leafs on that power play. I mean, the power play for the Leafs has always been kind of uh, ridiculously good, especially since we got JT, but he has been producing, I want to say, maybe three, four goals on the power play over the past, like, four games. And so he's pretty much had a point a game. And plus he's the captain. So, of course, you know, he's obviously not disappointing this team whatsoever. So I'm going to say him for this past week just because he's been playing really well. And I think he's a reliable player for the Leafs right now. We'll have to see if he keeps it up. I'm, I He better or else I'll scream. There you go. Since we were only mainly talking about forwards, I have a very special edition of trivia this week. Alessia, did you study? Sort of. <laughs> a bit knew it i and, just and grace was the one who told me we no, should I have studied. we should have themed things so we can study and be prepared so that's why this week i did goalie edition because everybody knows how much we love goalies on this show which was also still very vague by the way 
what? It's not. I'm not going to be like the goalie from like the goalie from the 2019 2020 season either. I don't want to make it that easy for you guys. It's going to be a good one. I promise. Honestly, goalies was a little um, hard one because I was like, I feel like it'd be easy, but there's only like 8,000 goalies around. No worries. (laughs) But I mean, I think everybody knows who the most like prolific uh, goalies are in all of the NHL. So yeah, I really hope my coffee paid off. So hopefully you guys don't know, because that's the point of my job to make this quiz hard. (laughs) And believe it or not, this week I made the quiz all by myself. Yay. Okay, that's upsetting to me because I was mainly studying answers to questions on trivia sites that I found on the internet. I mean, (laughs) I mean, okay, I'm not that creative either. Like in my head, I came up with questions that I thought were like pretty basic. You guys better be ready because it's always you two against me because I'm the one who made the quiz. So last week, what did we do? We did the buzzer with our with our mouths. Yeah, we said ding. Dang. Okay. Should we should we do so like you assign a question to one of us if we get it wrong the other person can steal. Oh yeah, I like that. Nice one, Alessia. Maybe nice. Alessia go Just first. Came up. All right. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I have to take out my trusty uh, sticky notes so I can write down. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Sponsored by 3M. <laughs> Thank you for my blue sticky notes. Got them on Amazon Prime. Not sponsored. Can you imagine if we were sponsored by Amazon Prime? If you're listening to us, please sponsor us. If so. anybody wants to sponsor us, we are opening up that window <laughs> right now. Just just contact us and we'll make it happen. We're very open to anything. Well, with, within, within reason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> within reason. We do have our limits. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yes. So this week's trivia is goalie edition. Woo. Okay. Alessia. Yes. Question numero one. Which goalie has the most wins in NHL history? And before you answer, I have three options for you. Okay? Okay. I, I have hate your options. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Roberto Luongo. All right. Martin Brodeur. And Patrick. Is it Roy or Roy? Roy. Roy. And Patrick Roy. Which one do you choose? I am going with Martin Brodeur. Very good. But yes, Mr. Brodeur has 691 wins in NHL history. And believe it or not, he also has the most losses in NHL history, which I kind of found funny. And I didn't understand how that was possible, but he holds the record for both. Next question for Mrs. Grace or Miss Grace. You're not married. Thank you. Thank you for rubbing that in my face. Hey, we're only 19. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I mean, but if you're 19 and married, that's also okay. We don't discriminate. So, okay. Now, which current goalie is the leader in shutouts? And once again, I have options. Thank God. I have <laughs> Braden Holtby, Mr. Marc-Andre Fleury, or Jonathan Quick. No, I know what it is. I say that, and then I'm going to get it wrong. Um, I'm going to go with B, Marc-Andre Fleury. Very nice. I'd be surprised Obviously, if you that Obviously, I wrong. do that. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> okay. Have you met me? I was like, I was like, Grace has to get this one, because if she doesn't, then she's a fake fan. <laughs> okay, Alessia. All right. Who was the last goaltender to score a goal? Oh, my gosh. You don't have options for this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Because if I gave you options, then you would know. Oh like, I'll tell you that it was like mm, maybe like a year ago or like a year and a half ago. I think it was in like the 2019 2020 season or the season before. Okay. A lot of people were talking about it when it happened. Thank you, Marjorie. That's very helpful. <laughs> okay. I think I have it. Okay. Because I remember it. Was it Pekka Rene? Very good. Grace. This one might be a little tricky. Not going to lie. Who was the last goaltender to serve as captain? And it was not recent. Oh, God, help me. Honestly, I don't think either one of you would have gotten this question. Okay, wait, do we have options? Is there no. an ability for options? I no. love how the hardest questions don't have options. She doesn't give us options. That's the whole point. I mean, I didn't get options for this one because I still think you guys wouldn't have been able to get the option. Can I guess a team that he was on? Sure. Chicago? Okay, Alessia, your turn. I give up. I'm just gracefully bowing out of this one. I was going to say, I know, I'm pretty sure there has been goalies who have served as captains for the Canadians. I don't know the exact names to be specific, so I'm just going to go just with the team. I'm just going to say that. just going to say the Canadians. Of course, Alessia is correct. But I don't like. I don't like how we got here. So yes, you did. I thought I had Canadians. He played for the Canadians, and he was the captain in the forty-seven, forty-eight season. So, do you guys want me to tell you who it is? Hmm. See, I I thought it would like I was guessing the Canadians, but I thought it'd be like much like a long time ago, more than that. Okay, um, give me the name. It's Mr. Bill Dernan. Hmm fact that that doesn't ring a bell at all all right i am i irrelevant to me but I awesome. my you. father probably my <laughs> father probably knows that right off the bat who that is and i'm just like i don't know who that is yeah he's even a hockey but. hall of famer he was inducted in the hall of fame in 1964 but yeah well, that's we learn something new every day <laughs> yes yeah, so he's the last uh goalie to ever serve as captain and for a very good reason because that is still very weird <laughs> to do that and i hope no team ever does that in the future i feel like your goalie it's, is your best person to have to be the captain let's be yes, real and you know and it's, it's kind of odd theory, because in I was gonna say it's kind of odd because in like just to say in soccer, yeah, goalies are able to be captains, right? So I, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of odd that the NHL, you know, doesn't have like that exception. Like it's good. I guess it'll be weird if you have a C on a goalie's jersey, but at the same time, like if they're the if they're your leader, I also like, I just I'm, think- I'm sure I'm sure by now, like just to say in Montreal's case, Carey Price would have been the captain a long time oh, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was able to get the C, but that's 100%. not possible. So. I think I think it's because in soccer there's m- much more leeway, and I think the goaltender has a lot more opportunity to actually stick up for his players, speak to the ref, and so on. I feel like in hockey, I just don't think it's the right environment to have your goalie be captain. Regardless, does Alessia get a point for one. that? Uh no, because you guys have to get the name. You guys have to get yeah. the name. Either way, unless you're still winning by a point. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. So second last question. So this one is for Alessia. Which hockey hall of famer was given the nickname the Dominator? Um, I'm just gonna go with what's on my mind because its name sounds the same. I'm gonna go with Dominic Hasek. 
Very good. I don't think it's fair that Alessia gets asked an extra question. <laughs> no, because like, you gave up yours. your last questions. That's why. <laughs> okay. Like I said the last time, the last question is always the one where you can grab all the marbles and run away with it. So, Grace. Yeah. Which goalie is the all-time leader in penalty minutes? What? So, we have Ed yes, Belfour. Ed Belfour. Okay. Ron Hextall. And Billy okay. Smith. Okay. I heard Alessia go. Guess, yeah. Because I don't even know. Like, I... Mm. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't think it's Ed Belfour. Okay. My gut says to go with Billy Smith. Is that your final answer? No, because you seem put off by that. I'm just <laughs> asking you because you said my answer. So I need to know if it's your final answer. You know what? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, Grace. It is not. Can I guess? Yes, guess what? Just for fun. I was going to go with Hextall. You're right. So, Rodden Hextall has 569 penalty minutes in all of his career. (laughs) In what universe? (laughs) Either way, Alessia, you win again. Two in a row. Grace, you have to catch up. You have to do your, you have to do your research. Give Grace the benefit of the doubt. It's still don't blame me. Not, it's not even noon. I'm so tired. <laughs> Either way, I'm glad you guys. Or I hope you guys like this. You know what's hilarious? Trivia. My what? thought process during that last question was go with Hextall, and then my gut was like, Nah, <laughs> Billy Smith sounds like a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week will not be trivia, but you guys have to wait. And uh, listen to next week's show to see what our fun little segment is. I'm not going to give any hints because I want it to be a surprise. So, anyway, I'm gl- I hope you guys enjoyed this week's edition of Trivia Goalie Edition. Trust me, the next couple of trivias will be even harder. No, they won't. No. <laughs> okay. All right, what? we're revoking Marjorie's role as <laughs> trivia maker. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. <laughs> fun making these it gives me life purpose but now something else that gives me life purpose is asking you opinion based questions and having our open discussion time which is always fun because we still haven't had anyone argue and i'm still waiting for that day so first we're gonna sock sock. okay wait (laughs) i need to give everybody a background on our friend group dynamic (laughs) it's that we argue 24 7 until we hit record and then it's like, you know what? You guys have really good points. I like that a lot. That's just our dynamic. That's what, that's what makes us work, you know? My very first topic um, for you guys to kind of discuss, and I'll, you know, add my points here and there, is Pittsburgh Penguins' Jared McCann got fined 10000 Oh, in the outline I wrote 10 and then 0, zero That's not a number. Uh, or well, it is a thousand, but it's actually ten thousand. He got fined ten thousand dollars for elbowing. So thoughts, opinions? Was it too little? I mean, that is the max. But um, should he have gotten game suspensions? Give me your thoughts, ladies. Okay, he elbowed to the head, like it was an elbow to the head. It wasn't just like elbowing. It was like boop. He was just like in the head. Um, so ten thousand. I don't disagree with that. Game suspensions. I feel like it's the beginning of the season, so you have to set a precedent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. good point. Um, that's my only thing. So maybe a game, like one game, you know, make him sit out. 
this also hurts me because hi welcome to grace's junior hockey quarter jared mccann was a former sue greyhound <laughs> um, but i do think it's really important to set a precedent um so i agree with the ten thousand. i think there could have been more since it was an elbow to the head but alessia yeah. i don't know maybe you disagree i was gonna no i was gonna say the exact same thing i think it's really early on in the season um, I agree with the $10,000. I was watching the highlight of the play. It was a clear elbow. He clearly took his hand off his stick and there, and he used his elbow to hit Sanheim. I mean, it, it, there was intent there. Like it, you see it in the video. So I completely understand the fine. I think it's reasonable. Wow, we're really agreeing with each other today. We really, I don't know what happened to us, but I also agree with you guys. Um, I can be belligerent do you want me I can, no no I didn't no. do that I don't no I don't have the energy today I do not have the energy today to fight you either way I also agree I mean my only issue with fines in professional sports is that professional athletes have the money to pay the fine so realistically it's not really punishment because what is ten thousand dollars to a multimillionaire? nothing and so I feel like game suspension is always more valuable than a fine because you're stopping the player from playing and you're making the team lose a valuable player if it is a valuable player. So that's my only issue with fines. That's the only issue I've ever had with fines. I'm okay with, yes, go ahead, find them, whatever. But realistically, it really does nothing to the player because they can pay it off in like two seconds. So that's my only issue with fines. And that's why I would have wished to, seen, to have seen some game suspensions. But it's the NHL. This is what usually happens with these kinds of things. And it sucks to say that, but you know, that's the league. Second point. So I, I wrote this uh, outline a couple of days before. And so initially Spezza and Dell had been placed on waivers and I was very sad, not about Dell, but about Spezza. But <laughs> Dell was claimed by New Jersey, which, I mean, we were speaking about how the Devils needed a goaltender because Corey Crawford retired. So I think that kind of solves their issues for now. Did the wraparound predict <laughs> Dell being placed on waivers? Breaking Are we news. legit? <laughs> and then, thank goodness, Spezza cleared waivers or else uh, his agent had stated that if he had been claimed off waivers, then he would have retired and I would have been very, very sad. Uh, what do you guys think? How do you guys feel about, you know, Dell being claimed and um, Spezza clearing? Alessia, do you want the, the inner Leafs fan to take this? Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dell is our third goalie. Yes. Next up is Michael Hutchinson. Uh, don't even <laughs> the get name me started. That hurts every single Leafs fan. <sighs> but honestly, to lose a third string goalie isn't that bad. No, um, especially when you have Campbell and Anderson up first. Hutchinson mm -hmm. is a very last resort at this rate. So not mad. Also fixes, kind of fixes New Jersey's problem where now they have enough goalies to say that they have a third string goalie because before. Yeah. They claimed a goalie, the goalie retired in camp, <laughs> and they, they just weren't <laughs> having a good time. And they had so, two goalies who barely played any NHL games. Yeah, so. so I think that's good for New Jersey and a very small loss for the Leafs, but it's a sad loss because we all of did course. really like Dell. Like, I think fans yes. of the Leafs really like Dell. Spezza. <laughs> Let's talk about how Jason Spezza did not deserve this. No, he doesn't. All. And he this is what I mean when it. I say, let me talk about the Leafs' defense, because there are so many other players on the Leafs' defense who you could just throw out into open water. <coughs> Marinson. Don't. No, we don't say that name in this household. <laughs> <laughs> I think they knew that 
they were going to clear waivers. I think it was just a formality because of yeah. the taxi squad and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, but it was a risky move. They still took that chance. It's still very like, risky. Excuse me. <laughs> and, like, it's not even that, like, Spezza is, like, the most amazing player on the Leafs, but he is still a good piece for them. He's a great person to put on the penalty kill to, you know, win the face-off, you know, get it back into their area. What is he in the third line or fourth line? I always forget. Either way, it, he's in one of those two <laughs> bottom lines where the Leafs fan, then we don't, don't even know. know. They shuffled stuff around. They had yeah. 7D yesterday, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so either way, he's in one of those two bottom lines, but still, he's still great, and he still adds a lot of value to the team. So when I first heard, I was like, what are you doing? You guys did him dirty last season at the beginning oh, yeah. of the season when you did a healthy scratch, Mike Babcock. Thank you. They've done him so dirty this whole time. But whatever. I'm just happy that he cleared waivers. Last night he proved that he's a great, you know, asset to the team because he was playing really well. I think that was him being like, look what you guys almost missed out on. But yeah. Last is Calder favorites. So I did this one because I was reading the odd makers and their odds. And so apparently, okay, I can't, okay, let me see if I can pronounce his name. Shesterkin? Read the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Really? Shesterkin. Oh, Shesterkin. There we go. Shesterkin (laughs) is the um, favorite to win the Calder this year. And then Lafreniere is behind him. So Thank God. Spice it up a little bit. Yeah, so my question for you guys, who is your pick? Had a had a little bit of spice, you know. <laughs> so I'm going with Shesterkin just because I think that that you know just because Lafreniere was drafted first, first overall, overall doesn't mean yeah. that he's the best. Exactly, rookie. exactly. I think that Shesterkin's done well. He's put up, you know, he showed that he's gonna be a face of this league someday. So I think it's a good thing for him to be the Calder favorite. Alessia, I mean, it was kind of hard for me to choose between these two. Um, you know, Shesterkin has shown, like Grace said, that he's a really good player. Uh, Lafreniere, like Grace said, you know, just because he was drafted first overall means nothing. Like, you know, we've seen Jack Hughes. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he Stop. hasn't been amazing. That was unwarranted slander. <laughs> <laughs> she just, like, added that in as if we weren't going to notice. But what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that just because you're drafted first overall doesn't mean in your first year you're no. going to have an incredible not. impact. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I'm just saying for me the player that has stuck out so far isn't even between these two it's Kirill Kaprasov of the Minnesota Wild yeah in his debut against LA he scored three points which included the winning overtime goal so that's the player I'm looking at right now to be quite honest with you guys that's the guy who's been sticking out to me now I don't know how it's going to be at the end of the season but <laughs> I'm just giving a quick note here to say that I don't think we've ever mentioned the Minnesota Wild on this show, so... Yes, we have! (laughs) Like, what? If we we haven't, uh, there's a first for everything. (laughs) Either way, I thought this was interesting because I was reading um, that I think it was the first time in a while where teammates had the best two odds to win the Calder. Also, we all know that Henrik Lundqvist is obviously right now out because he's had been some issues with his heart, unfortunately, and he's having surgery. So right now, Chesterkin is probably the main guy for the Rangers. And obviously that gives him a lot more opportunity to show his skill and actually be the favorite to win the Calder. Because usually I think with goalies, it's a little bit harder or rookie goalies 
because they don't get a lot of uh, game time, right? Oh, yeah, because they're always backup. Exactly. And so, um, like you guys said, you know, just because you're drafted first overall doesn't mean you're going to, you're guaranteed to win it. And And that's not to say that Lafreniere is a bad player. I think that we should just, you know, put a little asterisk (laughs) beside that. This does not mean we think he's bad. Yeah, I think what we're trying to say is that in the, like, in the team's kind of, like, situation right now, Shusterkin is going to have more of an impact. Oh, yes. for the he's going to get lots of those brownie points for stepping up when of course. their favorite, Henrik Lundqvist, is out. Exactly. And so it'll be fun to watch how all of this kind of plays out, especially how Alessia said with uh, Kaprizov and um, with any other rookies. Who knows? You know, you know these, these young guys can surprise us. And, you know, who knows? We can probably be speaking about a totally different person in the future. But for now, this is interesting, especially since it's in between two teammates, and I'm sure, you know, they support one another. But right now, it looks like Shosturkin is, you know, eyeing that trophy very, very early on in the season. I do like Alessia's pick, though. I think I, that was a good choice. Minnesota's doing yeah. pretty well right mm-hmm. now, and I hope they keep it up because, honestly, Minnesota's kind of always been a team that I'm like, you guys deserve a little a little, a a little, little better, bun, you know? Yeah, you guys deserve a little better. So hopefully they keep it up and um, it'll be fun to see, to watch them play because they can play a pretty good game. But before Marjorie goes on with her little, her little, I'm hijacking the show. I'm, I'm bringing this around because we don't have much time left. On the decal and decal debate. <laughs> I won! By one vote. Doesn't matter, I still had, won. Had the poll been open for another hour, I believe that no. I would have gotten the tying vote. No. Because it was tied for the longest time. And it I was. have my suspicions, Marjorie, that you when I first saw a it, new Twitter account oh to make God. yourself win. <laughs> you could not handle having it said decal. What's odd is that when I first saw the poll, Marjorie was in the lead. I think it was like 67%. Yeah. Oh, I pulled ahead. And then the last time I checked, it was basically tied. So I was like, hmm. Either way. But I have a statement to settle this debate. Okay, go ahead. We are from very different parts of this planet, a.k.a. Northern Ontario and (laughs) Southern Ontario. (laughs) There is lots of differences. (laughs) Here, it is said as decal. We also never say the word. In Southern Ontario, of course, you say decal, because it sounds fancier, and it's very Southern Ontario to sound fancier. Oh my god. So I think that we should just call it a tie, because oh my god. it's based on your region. No, it's not! Yes, I... it is. Fair because is fair. Because I looked it I... up, and an American had a Canadian girlfriend who said decal, but her sister, oh. who moved to Southern Ontario, said decal. It's decal. No, that is not what you said last week. Oh, because even then, decal. I get the decal. Decal, decal, decal. Yeah, decal. It's decal. Either way, we're not going to talk about this because it's take forever. <laughs> Whoever that one person Listen, was that I, voted for me, thank you. I tried to settle this. I would just like that noted that I tried to be the bigger person and settle oh this God. year. And Don't Marjorie make me look like it. the bad person. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to end the show right now because I can't take the slander anymore. But either way. Thank you to all of you who voted. That was a fun little, you know, question that we asked. And I'm sure we'll have lots of more uh, things to settle in the future. So please look out for those on on Twitter or Instagram. 
but I hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. You know, we were a little sleepy at first, but I think we got got ourselves going there, and it was lots of fun to talk, you know, goalie edition, have open discussion time, have us all agree for once in our lifetimes. That was incredible. But I'm hoping next week we have lots more hockey to talk about. You know, it'll be probably two weeks into play now um, next week, and so I'm sure there'll be lots of fun things to talk about, lots of interesting plays, and probably maybe some discussion um, discussion topics that will have us arguing finally on this show so i hope you guys enjoy this week's show please keep up with us on instagram on twitter and anywhere you listen to this podcast and see you next time so see you later alligators Bye.